if you don't have a lot of meaningful relationships and if your relationship, it doesn't feel meaningful or wholesome and you know it, then there's a lot of low EQ going in there. Girl Gang, welcome back to the Girl We Grow Now podcast. I am your host, Victoria, and I am so happy you are here. If you are looking for tips, advice, and or inspiration, then you are in the right place. This podcast was created to help you navigate life and live your most fulfilled and authentic life. And today we have a guest on. We have Coach Al on, and we will be talking all about emotional intelligence, also known as EQ. So, in this episode, you will learn how to improve your EQ if you have low EQ, how to communicate in relationships, how to build trust, and all of the things that will really help you build a healthier relationship. And if you are single and not yet in a relationship, this episode is still really good because it really will help you start building that foundation so that when you are ready to get into a relationship with the right person, you can have that foundation to build a really healthy relationship. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get into the conversation with Al. So excited to have you, Coach Al. How's it going? Doing well. Very blessed to be on here. Excited. Yes. So before we get into the episode, can you tell us a little bit about your background and what you do? So I am an emotional intelligence coach and I help people manage their emotions and situations with other people. Pretty much, I wanted to do this because I wanted to help people. I actually went to Rowan and I was, I got my degree in psych, but I said, you know what, in a doctor's degree and all that, that's going to be a lot of money and a lot of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I wanted to find something that I could just get right into and use my studies and use also, I believe, my gift of helping people because I'm very empathetic. I have compassion and I want to see everybody do well in life. So I say, you know, what I want to be a coach. And then I stumbled across an emotional intelligence coach. And I was like, what's this? And I said, I have some of those traits and this and that. And I was like, let's go, let's get it. So uh, I got my certification. I actually got it in 2019. Okay. And so I had it for a while. So here I am today coaching and and on awesome podcasts like this. Oh, I love that. And I feel like the world, we could really use so much more empathy and emotional intelligence. So I think this is a really fitting episode. Yeah. All right. So before I get into the nitty gritty of the questions, I do want to do a little icebreaker that I asked all my guests. So what is your 2024 mantra or focus word that you are using to help you live your most fulfilled life this year? Oh, discipline. 100% discipline. That is my, uh, that's my word. Because with discipline, I can be disciplined with consistency, focus, and ambition, determination, and discipline forces you to just be consistent. So if it was, a, if we had a, so by primary is discipline, but I will say with discipline, you have to do what you need to do to get to where you want to go in life, even when you don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. And that's when you have to have discipline. So yeah, discipline. 2024 so yeah discipline's huge i feel like when you are disciplined then it like leads to consistency so i think that's huge but also i think it's challenging for a lot of us to be disciplined oh absolutely especially when you want to eat right i'm, I'm in that <laughs> i'm in that boat 
<laughs> so I'm trying, you know, so. And that's what matters. When you show up daily and you do your thing, you're going to build that discipline. So that's amazing. Absolutely. So can you tell us what is emotional intelligence or EQ and why is it so crucial for successful relationships? Yes. And thank God we are talking about relationships today because I feel so many people need to hear about this because yes. there's a lot of relationships that really are going downhill and really aren't relationships at all. But to answer your question, emotional intelligence is understanding your emotions, how to manage your emotions. Because I don't like saying control. There are other coaches that say control, but you really can't control. You only can manage because mm -hmm. you can't erase your emotions. You only can manage them in a way where you can have healthy reactions or cope with them in a healthy way. So that so you have to manage them. You can't control them because controlling emotions is like shaking a soda bottle up and saying, no, don't erupt, right. <laughs> you know? So you can't do that. So that's what, what an EQ is. It's pretty much managing your emotions, managing situations with other people, also being self-aware of other people's emotions as well, and being prepared how to handle their emotions. So that's what EQ is. And there's components of EQ as well. And that's empathy, self-motivation, and also focusing on self-awareness. So you have to have those things to actually build a foundation for EQ. And emotional intelligence is very helpful in having a successful relationship because without it, your relationship is only going to last a second. It's not going to be meaningful. There's no, there's not going to be any emotional connection which you need in a relationship because you can be physical all you want, but you'll never have a deep, meaningful, emotional relationship or bond with a person. And that's what makes a relationship so more wholesome and enjoyable. Yeah. And we need that with uh, emotional intelligence because if I have empathy for somebody, I can build trust with that person. I can have loyalty. That person knows I'm loyal. That person knows I'm supportive. If I can self-reflect, I can know when I'm doing something wrong or know when I'm doing too much and bring that to my significant other's attention. We'll probably get to, into that later, but that's why emotional intelligence is very important in the success of uh, when it comes to relationships. Yeah, I like how you said manage your emotions, but also you mentioned that not only do we have to manage our emotions, but we have to be aware of other people's emotions. I think sometimes it's easy for a lot of us to really know how we're feeling and we just want to express it. And it's a lot harder for some people to like get that on the receiving end, if that makes sense. Like we can express our emotions. We know how you feel. But when someone else does it to us, it's very like, oh, I don't think I did that or things like that. So I feel like right. that, at least in my, I've even experienced this in friendships, honestly, but I think that can be so challenging to navigate when you're willing to like hear somebody out, but then you don't feel like you're being able to be heard. Right. So how can we test our EQ to see if it's high or low? Is that something that we can test? You can test, but you also can look at how many meaningful relationships do you have in your life. So when you look at that, how many meaningful relationships do you have in your life? Can you go to somebody and really say, that person gets me, that person understands me, and they feel secure with me? I bring value to that person's life. That person appreciates me. They tell me they appreciate me. They do things and go out of their way for me. I go out of their way for them. That would tell you if you have a, a high or low EQ in that, you know, by just looking at your meaningful relationship. Because emotional intelligence, the key word, emotional. So in order to have a relationship with anybody, I mean, a real relationship, not just, oh, you got Nikes? I got Nikes too. <laughs> it's more like, wow, that person understands and gets me. I want to invite that person over 
my house. I want that person to get involved with my family. I want that person to know that I care about them. That's what you want. And in order to do that, you have to build. And I, I, I use the analogy of a bank, but it's an emotional bank. If I'm filling up emotional currency in my significant other's bank account and they're filling it up in mine, then both accounts are being filled. So y'all cash out on each other and you'll, you'll know. And that's, that's how you really can tell. You can really tell by how many meaningful relationships you have. If you don't have a lot of meaningful relationships and you got surface level friends or a surface level relationship, which is since we talk about relationships and we all grown, but you could be intimate with somebody physically, but that's just surface level. There's no connection. Like I stated earlier, there's no connection, but you can be physical with somebody, but it's just not all about the physical. Emotionally, you have the emotional side of things, which means you actually care about the person you with. You actually want to know how they're doing. You actually want to support them. You actually tell them that you appreciate and it is being reciprocated. You feel emotional stability and security. But again, if you don't have a lot of meaningful relationships and if your relationship does not feel meaningful or wholesome and you know it because all of us do, <laughs> then there's there's a lot of low EQ going in there. So if you feel like you are or you do have low EQ, is this something that you can improve? Oh, absolutely. You can improve it by listening to people. But now if you're saying, well, I'm trying to have better relationships and work on my EQ and this and that, you listen to people. Somebody says, you always talk, but you never listen to what I say. And this is a healthy person. We're not talking about somebody who is narcissistic or somebody who just says that just to manipulate you. This is a healthy person. This is somebody that cares about you or appreciates you. And they're telling you the truth. Somebody's a real friend. They're like, you talk too much. You don't listen or you get angry and you don't know how to control yourself. You need to learn how to do that. Now, to build, listen to what they say. Take it back what you work on it. I don't care if you got to write it down. I tell my clients, write everything down. I'm, I'm a huge, huge advocate for writing things down because you can look at it and it's looking right back at you. Yeah. So every time you look at it, it's looking right back at you. So there's no excuse. You're like, listen, I need to work on this. So to improve is to listen what people say and then go and reflect, study and practice, practice listening more. Ask your friend, how am I doing with listening? How am I doing, you know, or your partner? Ask, how am I doing? How do you feel? And then with yourself, if we were going to go on the flip side with yourself, because you're improving with your relationships and EQ, but as far as yourself, you have to self-reflect and spend some time with yourself away from your, your significant other or partner. And you have to really take that time, have some self-care with yourself. Take yourself out, do what you need to do as far as being a, a peaceful state. Write things down. I feel such and such. You know, I feel that I get triggered with doing this. I feel lonely when this happens. And then what you do is you self-reflect and then you're starting to know how to manage. You're starting to be self-aware of your feelings. And now you're building your EQ because now you're becoming emotionally intelligent to know, wow, I do feel this way when I'm here. Or I do feel such and such when this person does this. And just you just build yourself, you know, you're building your your self-awareness and ultimately your EQ. Yes. Literally, I've talked to a lot of coaches and a lot of people. And a common thing that people say is self-awareness. It literally seems like if you get that self-awareness, you can improve your life dramatically because it affects so many areas of our life. So I like that. Can you share examples of how people with high EQ navigate conflicts in their relationships compared to those with lower EQ? Oh, man. I think my, my lady sees this. She's going to be like, tell them the truth. <laughs> <laughs> tell them the truth. So when people with high emotional EQ, because this is my struggle and I say this and being honest, communication, they are the best communicators ever. 
the best. I even as a coach, I can communicate. I communicate through letters, through actions, through words, through songs. I do all that. But when it comes sometimes to speaking how I feel about certain things, sometimes I have a hard time not saying everything. And I have to work on that. Yeah. And I came a long way. But yes, people who have high EQ, I mean, really high EQ, they're great communicators. They're awesome supporters. They support. They're, it's unconditional support. Mm -hmm. They're like, in their relationships, they're like, their person can tell them, listen, I killed somebody and threw the body in the river. And they're like, okay, we got to work this out. But okay, yeah. <laughs> we'll work it out. But they would hear you out. They won't be so quick to throw you away. And they listen. They show you that you're, you're worth. They always uplift. And they avoid conflict. And not avoiding conflict just to avoid it. They do it in a mature way to say, you know what? This is not worth arguing over. This is not worth getting to a huge fight and then we're both going to make up anyway. So why go through it? Yeah. I want to hear your perspective. You hear my perspective and I might disagree with it, but I want to know that you are, your words are valuable as mine. You know, your perspective, you, you, you're, you have the same opportunity to speak the way I do. Yeah. And if you love the person, you do that. You respect them. And I will probably get into that later too, but respect. Person that has high EQ, they respect the emotions of other people. Well, I think that's huge, especially just as you said, you're able to let that person know, even if you disagree, I still want to hear your take and your voice has value. Mm. I think a lot of times, as you said, like a lot of relationships um, probably do lack this, but I think a lot of times people are just so focused on getting out what they have to say that they can't listen. And in that moment, they just don't care what their partner has to say. And then they kind of wonder why things just get so elevated. But if we could just listen to each other, I think a lot of times, sometimes I think we're even saying the same thing, but we wouldn't know if we're not listening. So I think that's so right. huge. Right. How can people improve their emotional self-regulation skills? They can do that by paying attention to what triggers them, paying attention to what, what irks them, ultimately, writing it down. For example, every time Johnny says this, I get angry. And then why do you get angry? And then say, what do I do in order to stop this from happening? Or what could I do? Mm. And the thing is, a lot of people, they don't, they, they need to speak up. If they have somebody, this is the thing, I'm going to keep it 100%, 100 if you're with somebody and you're in a relationship and you feel you cannot tell that person that, listen, this is uh, this offends me, you shouldn't be with that person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A hundred percent. Because if something is triggering you and I got to huff and puff and breathe and count to 10, I shouldn't be with you. I should not be with you. I tell anybody, I tell anybody. Now, there's some relationships where you will trigger, you will, you will say something. But when it keeps happening over and over and over again, get out of there. There's no point of being there. But the thing we could do is we can really, like I said, write things down, write how it makes us feel and write ways. What can we do to prevent or to manage this? Yeah. You could write before I go and I know I'm going to talk to this person that can trigger me. I'm going to set a boundary and tell them, listen, if you do X, Y and Z, I will not be here involved in this conversation. Even in the during the conversation, if somebody says something that is offensive, tell them it was offensive. Please don't do that again. If they do not respect that, go. Yeah. If they do not come back to you later and apologize, that ain't the person for you. <laughs> it's not the person for yeah. you. It's just not. So yes, self-regulation to, to do that, write things down, break everything down, break your emotions down. What is triggering you? So you can start the process to practice how to self-regulate and write what the trigger is, then write down why it's a trigger and then write down ways to manage that trigger mm -hmm. and go back to that. 
and practice it. I Like I said, you could do count to three. You can say set boundaries down, tell the person who's doing it, and then say, okay, if this person does not respect me, I must walk away. And always have that written down somewhere. I will walk away and, and leave them by themselves. And then give it time. If they don't come back and say, I'm sorry, or apologize, or try to reconcile with you, and they keep doing the same thing over and over again, like I said, get out of there, run. Fast as hell. Yeah, I really like when you said like write it down and really understand your triggers because I do think that there's sometimes maybe if we had something traumatic that we haven't dealt with that we can just be triggered by everything. So I do like just that responsibility of that self-awareness as you talked about of learning our triggers and seeing how we can manage that and see if like some of the things mm-hmm. are just unhealed things that maybe are more about us than the other person. So and then also, as you said, obviously, the person who's not respecting you run and like set your boundary. But what about for people who have a really hard time with that direct communication and with setting boundaries? Like what tips would you give them? I use the one life. I tell my client, one of my clients, I said, listen, we're going to pretend that because they they believe in, in God. Even if my clients don't believe in God, they believe in whatever they believe in. I said, OK, say God said tomorrow you're going to die. Are you going to let this person do what they're going to do to you? And they're like, no. <laughs> they're like, no, this is your last day on earth. And then this person starts acting up. Are you going to allow them to keep doing that to you? Because the reality of it all is any day could be your last day. So that's why you have to look at it that way and not be arrogant, but just live in a reality of, listen, I got to have self-respect for myself. That's another thing I tell them. The reason why people and sometimes can have problems communicating is due to growing up in a household where communication wasn't healthy. It wasn't really talked about. And, you know, you go through life without the communication skills or the social skills to communicate in an effective way. And you really don't know how to do it. And I understand that. I have empathy for people like that. But when you keep letting somebody keep hitting you over and over and over again, especially in a relationship, and the person knows they're getting over on you, at some point, you're going to get sick and you're going to throw up. And I want you to throw up. And I want you to look at it and say, this is enough, because that's when you have to build your self-respect and self-esteem. That's another reason why people don't speak up or communicate, because they feel that they don't matter. They feel that, well, I'm just lucky to be with this person. And I see, I see so many women like that. And it's like, girl, you look like a million dollars. What you what you fronting for? You go out there and get somebody better than this dude. And then I see men out there, too. They're like, well, you know, she bad and, and, and this and that. I'm like, man. You got a good job education, man. You can go out there and find somebody better. But it all starts with self-respect and learning how to communicate effectively. But that's the foundation, self-respect. Because if you know who you are and somebody keeps hitting you, you're going to be like, yo, what you doing, man? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, what, what's going on? Like, you don't do that because you know your worth. And that's where we need to start at when people who have a hard time with that. Know your worth. You know, anybody who's watching this and listening to this, know your worth. You have one life to live. Do not let anybody ruin or waste your time in this life because it's a gift and it's your gift. They have their gift. Mm-hmm. Not going to want you to ruin their gift, but they're going to ruin your gift or you ruin your own because you you don't really know your true worth and you're valuable. You're priceless. Everybody's life is priceless. Can't put a price on nobody's life. So again, self-respect, self-esteem for anybody who has a hard time with that. Start building on that. Yes. Oh my gosh. I felt that on so many levels. I love that. Can you discuss the impact of empathy on relationships and how we can go about enhancing our empathetic abilities in our relationships? Okay. So empathy is very important because again, that's when you start bonding on an emotional level. For example, if my lady says, hey, I had a hard day today, this and that. Me, I put myself 
in her shoes. Mm. I, I put myself in anybody's shoes, but I put myself in her shoes. And I say, man, that's hard. And I know what type of person she is. So I know that things can be a little bit difficult for her. So I'm like, I can imagine she had to drive here. She had to do all this. And I tell her and I'm like, you know what, babe, don't worry about it. Like, don't worry about it. We're going to go out tonight or don't worry about it. I got it. I'll take care of this for you because you had a hard day because I understand that she went through a lot. I understand that she's stressed. So I want to be her supporter. I want to be, you know, the protector and I want to provide that emotional security for her. You know, once you, you have that empathy and you're able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes, they're looking at you like, oh my gosh, like you really understand me. How many ladies do that? Y- y'all do that a lot. <laughs> I see it on TV shows, movies, and you're like, yes, oh my gosh, you understand me. Like, you get me. We're best friends. It's like that. Because once you understand somebody and that person understands you, you can start the bond. It's not like a high and by thing. It's not like, you know, you're you're at work and you just say, oh, that's Jenny. She's always at the water cooler. It's like now when you get to know Jenny because she empathized with you or you talked about something, you got to know each other on a deeper level. And you're like, hey, Jenny. Yeah. It's not like, oh, that's Jenny. It's like, hey, Jenny. So you could build that. You could build a friendship. You could build relationships. You can start building trust. Because I tell you right now, if you don't have empathy, you don't really have a, a solid relationship. You really ain't going to have a chance to even have a relationship. And if people think they, well, I don't have to have empathy and I'm in a relationship. No, you're in a hot relationship or in a situationship but i ain't gonna go there (laughs) so (laughs) so yeah that's why uh we definitely need empathy and to create that and to have that is just to listen put yourself in the person's shoes and show them attention and show them support and when they're talking ask them questions ask them yeah well how did that make you feel oh i know that would make me feel bad too and be genuine just don't say it just to say it so yeah so so yeah that's how we can develop empathy and that's why we need empathy Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like I have to ask this. I'm going a little rogue because I think the women might kill me if I don't. But you talked about how when your girlfriend has a bad day, how you show up and you support her and you show empathy and you'll take care of things. Women are going to want to know how can they find a man who could have that level of empathy, not to bash, but it seems like just based on some stories I've heard that that might be lacking in our generation. So whatever tips you have, we're here. I'm going to go a little rogue too and be (laughs) honest. So with me, like I said, I don't force my, I don't force my faith on anybody, but I always say, if you want a good man, make sure that he has a bigger purpose than himself. So my biggest purpose is I believe in God. I follow God. I follow his principles. And the thing is, it's not about Al. It's a hierarchy. It's like, I follow someone greater than myself. And that's why I can serve and be the person to have empathy and support someone else because I'm serving someone bigger than me. So when a man serves somebody bigger than himself and serves his purpose, he has to be consistent. He has to be a leader. And a leader is someone who has empathy, who is assertive, healthy by saying yes, me, yes, it is no, me, meaning knows. He has to listen. He has to support and he has to lead by example and he has to take accountability. So if you want to find a man who is emotionally there and emotionally mature, you, especially in our generation, (laughs) you want to look at his consistency. You want to look at him admitting when he's wrong, taking accountability. Mm -hmm. And how does he treat his mom? How does he treat his sister? How does he treat the women in his family? How does he treat anybody in his family? How does he treat his friend? Because the same way he treats his mama, he's going to treat you in a way. Because you have people who, and again, with mental health, you have people who are narcissistic and they like, listen, mama can do no wrong, even though mama might disrespect the girlfriend or the wife. So you got to be careful. But the thing is, if a man has a healthy relationship with his mom and his sister and his aunts, his 
his grandmom and all that stuff. Watch how he treats them. Watch how he takes time out with them. You know, and if you're dating somebody that has a kid, how do they treat their kids? Especially if they have a little girl. If a man has a little girl, how does he treat his daughter? Mm-hmm. I think that's really good. Yeah, you have to look at all those things and also his consistency. You know, and some men are not, and I, I got to say this for the men, some men are not where they want to be in life. Mm-hmm. But look at how hard he fights to get to where he wants to get to. Ooh, I feel like I could literally go rogue on a whole other kind of dating conversation but it's so funny (laughs) because i'm gonna go a little rogue a little bit longer but it's so interesting because when i talk to my friends or women that i know in my age range versus when i talk to like my mom or aunts or friends now Mm -hmm. most women want the man just to already be there and then i will ask the same questions Mm. to my mom i'm like mom so if you were in your 30s would you be willing to build with a man and she's like yeah it depends on the man because i mean she built with my dad they were a bit younger when they got married but it's just so different now i feel like our generation we tend to want the man already there like is that even realistic i don't think so no it's realistic because it's happening today you have social media that's warping the minds of both men and women to the point where they think that you can go ahead and buy i got a man who made six fig starter pack comes with a, a nice mercedes it comes with a six hundred thousand dollar home or million dollar home like, the man's going to give you all the attention you can stay at home all you want it don't come with that it don't come with that and then men thinking that all right i'm gonna get this woman that looks great that does everything i say because i make this amount of money and i do this and then you got the man out there the average joe who is making an honest living Mm -hmm. who's trying to do the right thing who wants to be there for uh, a woman that loves him for who he is and he wants to not stay where he's at he wants to elevate and then you got a woman who's the same she's the same way she's trying to find a man but the thing is she wants to be so independent to the point where it's like like how can a man insert himself in that role if you don't want to work with him if he has to have all these standards that you can't even keep with up yourself mm-hmm. and men do that too i see men say hey you gotta have this you gotta have that she gotta i say what about the fact that she loves you unconditionally but that's another thing because there is conditions because there are differences in my opinion there's difference between men and women listen <laughs> i tell you right now my lady if i was a bum and i didn't do what i said and i didn't take care of her or say what i say and prove every day not just to hurt to myself that i'm going to take care of business that's conditional that's going to be conditional because why would she put herself in a position where she's going to try trust in some man that really can't had no value to her life and putting her in situations that she doesn't need to be in. So I'm not going to say it's going to be unconditional love. There is conditional love to an extent, but women can love the hell out of a man. But when he does not put in the work that he says he's going to put in, she can love you, but she cannot be in love with you. Mm-hmm. And that's a difference. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, my, my parents been together for 34 years. Oh, wow. And they've been together. And my dad started from the, the bottom. You know, he started from the bottom. My mom was always there. My mom took care of us. My mom was a homemaker. My dad said, listen, I'm going to take care of everything. That's why I have that mentality because I've seen it and as a child. And the thing is, sometimes that gets us in trouble because sometimes we got to let y'all do something. <laughs> we got to let y'all do something because we do everything. It's like, you're like, well, what am I here for? You know, and then we don't want y'all to get too comfortable because we can warp the mind too. We can warp and twist minds too because then some women think they got to like that and they get Crazy. And they don't want to do anything and they expect so much because they were given so much from the beginning. And sure, the thing is, I seen my parents build and it's nothing like building together with someone. Yeah. It's nothing like building together with someone. It's nothing like going, and I'm not saying like go with go with a bum, but if you start and if somebody's making, say, say for example, a man's making, let's say, forty thousand dollars, which is I think the average is like people making thirty-five or something like that. If and they don't have degrees or anything like that or not doing somebody making some decent money and they can take care of themselves. 
and they're working on their dream, which is realistic. And they still take care of their responsibilities and they take care of you too. And they're responsible and they have all the, they have emotional intelligence. They love the mess out of you. Why would you say, you know what? I'm going to go find a man that everybody else wants that has so, he has so many standards. And here's the thing. I think a lot of women don't understand the standards that, that a high value man <laughs> is who makes six figures. They're not going to be able to give you the attention you want because yeah. they're going to be too busy working. And they could be giving other women attention because when men have money and status, do you think that they're going to not have things thrown in their face? Other women in their face? Opportunity in their face? You think he's going to be faithful to you when you don't meet the standard that he's looking for? So that's the thing. So you got to be careful with that. And that's why I think society is brainwashing our generation thinking, I, I want this type of man. I want this. I want this. I want this. I want that. But the thing is, he might not want you. <laughs> she might not want you. She can say, I'm a 10. I got my own stuff. I got this. I'm looking for a man who really don't have to provide. I just want a man for the, the emotional stability. Mm -hmm. But I want him to be able to take care of himself. She's going to have standards. Anytime you're trying to get to the top of the totem pole or find a person at the top of the totem pole, no matter what gender it is, you have to qualify for that. And a lot of people are chasing this dream and they don't qualify for it. So start from the bottom or you don't even have to start from the bottom. Start standard. Be at the standard. Yeah. And then you can build yourself up to be those people. And yeah, then you have a better bond. I tell my girl all the time, I say, listen, remember when we were here? Like, and now we're here. Remember when we said we wanted, you wanted to get that and you said we can afford it. Now we can. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because reality is when you have the right woman as men, we don't really want our women to go out there and work for other people. We're like, listen, we want y'all to stay home if you want or have your business, do your podcast at home and you're a nice home. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is, we want y'all to be protected. We want to give y'all the best, even when we don't have it. But the thing is, we want to work toward it, especially when we have the right woman that appreciates us and loves us for who we are. And then we got women when she has the emotional stability and she feels protected. She feels secure. She feels that she can run to her man and just be like, this is my best friend. I can talk to him. I don't need validation from other men. I don't need attention from other men. She's going to do the best she can for that man. Yeah. Because she, y'all make us self-aware of things. So we're Y'all be like, listen, y'all slacking. Y'all be like, y'all not, babe, you took the day off of work. Why? You ain't doing that. You're not sick. And then you think about it. You're like, yeah, I should be working. I should be doing it. I got goals and stuff, which is good. And that's why I love y'all. I love y'all because y'all make us self-aware and y'all make us better men. And then we want to, we want to add to y'all lives too, by making y'all better women, by protecting y'all, by saying to go to the store and say, listen, you don't have to worry about how much things cost. You don't have to worry about, you know, being in a situation where we go on a date and I'm asking you to pay. You know what I'm saying? Like we put y'all in those situations like i ask you out but then i'm gonna tell you to pay apparently that happens a lot you know what i'm saying like i don't ever know i don't want to do that or if i say listen i'm gonna come around i'm gonna pick you up you don't have to worry about nothing yeah. but only for only if it's an emergency yeah but that doesn't mean to take advantage so yeah. you know i have some women some women have said listen you buy you buy the movie i buy the popcorn and the snack you do this i will do that you know i'll pay the tip if you pay for dinner it's stuff like that and we appreciate that because we don't care about your money <laughs> we don't we don't care about your money we just care about the respect y'all give to us, the loyalty y'all give to us, and even the friendship. Because I know, I know some husbands and some of my friends who are married. They're like, yo, you know, my my wife is my homie. That's my best friend. Like, I I don't care if the world burns on fire. We gonna listen. I got my I got the love of my life. I got my homie. So, and that's a beautiful thing. But that only happens when you build together. You don't want to go ahead and think that you can go ahead and find a, a millionaire starter pack. <laughs> so, 
Oh my gosh, that is so funny. But it's true. I do agree with you. Social media has really changed things. And I think that honestly, like for me, I had to start because it was just, it's all over TikTok. I was telling my friends, there's so many things that like I try to make sure that like I don't see or try to listen to like get caught in these videos because it will get into your subconscious and then it'll have you thinking all these things. And then you literally have to be like, wait a minute, do I actually think that? Or have I just been consuming too much of what I've been seeing on the internet? And I think sometimes that just happens and that's all you see because it's so prevalent and it's just like what goes viral and everything when it comes to relationships. Right. Things definitely change. Yeah. And I think it's challenging, but I think there's still some, I guess we'll call it old school people out there. So I know we talked a little bit about communication. So when it comes to effective communication in terms of EQ, are there some practical communication strategies that couples can try if they're struggling? Write letters. You don't know how to talk. Start writing letters. Leave a letter. (laughs) If somebody going to work the next day or whatever, leave a letter on the table where you know the keys are or where they at and read it. They read it. I mean, I remember, oh, she didn't do this, but she will probably do this. She'll leave letters in my lunchbox. She will. She'll she'll leave letters because she communicates very well. My lady communicates very well. She will let me know when I don't. Let me tell you. (laughs) But yeah, leave letters. Start with that if you don't really know. Write it out because some people are great writers, amazing writers. They can write books, novels and everything, but they just suck at speaking, public speaking and speaking just in general to people. But that's a start because at least the person can feel you through what you wrote, through your words. They can do that and they can write back to you. And it's actually fun to expect letters. It's going back old school without the technology. I like that. Because you could text and this and that, but it's different from getting a text and then when you actually see the person take the time to either type, put it in an envelope, put a heart on it, put for you. You know what I'm saying? It's different. It hits different. So you can do that. That's one way. I I do think it's really different. And I actually was going to ask you about just how technology and social media, in your opinion, has affected EQ, especially when it comes to like building meaningful connections, because I feel like even in dating in the beginning, sometimes people just want to text, text, text. And I personally don't like getting to know someone new through text because you just things can get lost in translation. And I don't know, I just don't like it. So I wanted to ask, like, what are your thoughts on how that plays into building meaningful connection? I'll say it's kind of scary. The reason why it's kind of scary is because we in our generation, because I'm a 90s team, so we used to go outside. They tell us, you know, go outside. Come back when the street lights come on for me. Okay. And the thing is, we used to go outside and talk, smell the air when it was fresher. Because we don't know how this area definitely has changed. And play basketball with the fellas and network, actually. We were networking. We didn't even realize we were networking, meeting new people. Oh, you, you're this person's cousin. Oh, you're that. Oh, you're from this school. You're from that. We were networking. We get to know people like that. And the thing about technology is we can do that in the comforts of our home without even stepping outside. But the thing is, we got too comfortable. Yeah. So therefore, when we get too comfortable, we don't even know how to talk. I see people, especially some of these younger, younger guys and younger women, young ladies and young men out here. They're like, I don't know what to say. I think she's cute or beautiful. I'm like, man, if you don't go ahead and tell her, say, hey, <laughs> hey, I seen you and I, I think you're very beautiful. I would like to get to know you. My name is Al. Can I, you know, or something like yeah. that. Like talk. You, it's so crazy. And it, it, that's what technology does to us. It, it strips us away from our natural God-given ability to socialize because we're social creatures. Mm-hmm. When you take that away, we're going to turn into robots. I don't know if that's what Elon Musk <laughs> is trying to do anyway. I don't know. But the thing is, we'll turn into robots and we don't want to turn into a robot. I don't want to have to type A to AI. What do I do when I'm in public and 
see somebody I want to talk to. Wow. We're probably honestly coming to that, which is really scary. Are we already there? (laughs) (laughs) We already there. So yeah, so it's not for the, it can be for the good when you, I'll say this, if you are a great speaker, you're a social person, you're an extrovert. I've seen people like that. I was like, that's what I am. I love meaningful conversations. I also can small talk, but not for long because I do not like it that much, but I will do it out of respect because I know how some people are because some people need to heat up to get to know people. So they do small talk. So I like, okay, cool but let's talk about something meaningful but yeah i can be in front of crowds i can talk in front of people i have done it already and the thing is i can do that and other people can do that but the thing is when you are behind your phone or your computer all the time and you can't do that you're hurting yourself you need to be able to say, I can do this. I can talk in front of people. I can go up to people and talk. Because if you can't do that, you need to put your phone down, stop texting, go out there and talk and meet people, start shaking hands. Yeah. Well, make sure the hands is washed because we got a lot of stuff going on today. So you just got to make sure that you out there and you getting your social skills up. And that means stop playing video games all the time. And I'm not, I like to play video games sometimes, but when everything is done. I don't like to eat without working, if you catch my drift. So, yeah, you got a body. Like, when you go to the gym, because I'm huge in the gym. And like at working out, I'm, I'm, I'm a health addict to a degree, except on my cheat days. It's crazy. You don't want to see my cheat days. <laughs> but the thing is body build socially before you pick up the phone, because that's like your fatty snacks. That's like your cheat day. So if you, you better make sure you are building your social skills up. Otherwise you're going to be lonely. You're, you're going to be behind there. You're going to be the person behind there, like getting out like a, a bear, getting out of hibernation. You're not going to know what to do. You're going to look weird. I don't know if you've seen it on Instagram. It was a real <laughs> of a bear coming out of hibernation. I haven't seen it. And he, his hair was, oh my gosh, if I see it again, I'm going to show it yes. to you. So it's like, you don't want to be like that. You don't want to be like stuck like in a, a time capsule somewhere and you come out and you're looking and you're like, oh my gosh, where had the time gone? I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. You don't want to do that. So body build social. I like that. And I think like, especially with dating apps and everything, I've even had friends tell me like, oh, I feel like if I'm out, guys don't really come up to you anymore like they used to because of the dating apps. And I do know, at least from what I've heard, like there's that fear of rejection. I get it. But it's also, I think, just so much easier. There's also this whole trend that was going on TikTok about how these women were like, oh, I'm deleting Hinge because guys who just are not the most attractive would always talk to them. And they said it was like lowering their confidence in themselves. But I'm just like, of course, they're going to shoot their shot on an app. It's easy. It's just interesting. I feel like dating apps, I'm not against them, but I do think like it's really hindered some people's ability to like meet people in person. It does hinder you, but I'll be honest with you. I I met my my lady on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Like it was on Instagram, but here's the thing. It goes back to what I said. Look how lively I am now and in here. Like (laughs) if I can do this and I can do it in public on Instagram, I said, okay, because the thing is she was consistent. She's very consistent, you know? So I was like, okay, cool. After a few days, because I'm going to throw y'all some some game if y'all don't know. Okay. You know what I'm saying? The thing is, we ain't going to talk. So we'll talk, but we'll kind of wait to almost the end of the day the next day because we don't want to seem like we we needy. Like, we like, oh, my God. She actually responds. She actually, it looked like she liked me. And what we do is we try to cool out and play cool. And we're like, yo, I got this. We, we got this. Like, it ain't nothing. Like, she like me, she like me, she don't. But really, we're like, oh, my gosh. So we're like that. But the thing is, what I did was I said, I see she, we're going back and forth. You know, she was consistent. And I was like, okay, I can meet you here. We're in the same area. Let me meet you here. The thing is, because she's working to be a coach as well. And the thing is, it's like, we did enough talking. Let's meet up. And when I met up with her, she was like, yeah. She was like, you definitely were the real deal. I was like, be honest. Because we talk about it all the time to a point. She was like, listen, I ain't going to lie. She said, yeah, you definitely, I thought you were just put 
all the front, but you were the real deal. But I was like, thank God. That's the first thing I said. I said, thank God. Because I was like, listen, I ain't going to lie. I was a little nervous. Aww. But I just, I was just like, listen, let me be me. I'm me. She don't want me for who I am. Because I don't, I didn't know her like that at all. I'm getting to just meet her. Mm-hmm. And she's just getting to meet me. So I'm like, listen, she don't like me. She ain't the one for me. And that's what I would tell anybody. She, if they don't like you for who you are, then good. They're making it easier for to find the person who you need to be with. Yeah, so. and I think that's important. But I think it stems from the self-confidence and the self-esteem that you talked about earlier. Absolutely. So how can couples work on understanding and managing their emotions when it comes to stressful or challenging situations within their relationship? Because I don't know if you heard this, but I know a lot of people will say, well, I feel like older women, they'll be like, you don't need to marry a man unless you've seen him mad, happy, sad, like all the things, like all of the different emotions so that you can really see how they are so just want to get your take on that put respect on the table and don't take it off that's the one thing that is the one thing and i i had to learn that not saying i was disrespectful Mm. i seen in in high school because it's really puppy love to it to an extent but it's the same principle i seen people disrespect each other i was like that relationship's over i tell people i'm like yo that yo she just called him this and that that relationship over yeah or you know or oh my gosh he just said that about her mom oh that relationship's over so the thing is it's about respect once you put respect on the table you say you know what i'm not taking respect off the table it's staying on there the thing is you will watch what you say mm-hmm. and during a stressful time you will know who you're talking to yeah and you will be it's, it's just you have a level of awareness of i am talking to somebody who I chose to be in a relationship with. And why did I get in a relationship with them if I'm going to disrespect them? Why? What is the reason I'm here for? So when you put respect on that table during any situation and you don't take it off, respect comes, like I said, respect. You got to give that person time to talk. You got to listen. You got to take accountability. You got to respect their perspective. That don't mean you got to agree with everything, but you do have to understand how they feel. You do have to make them feel valuable. You do have to to give them their time and they have to reciprocate that too, because that's respect. Now, if it's one-sided, that ain't respect at all. So that's the one thing I will say, put respect on that table put it put wherever i don't care if y'all wear a t-shirt y'all both get t-shirts that say respect when y'all about to go through a stressful time put it on there to remind each other listen we gotta respect each other no matter what because when you respect somebody you be like listen i'm mad at her but that's that's my lady i don't want to disrespect her because if i disrespect her i'm disrespecting myself because i'm in a relationship with her i like that that i think that's really huge so and vice versa So how does EQ contribute to building trust in relationships? And in your opinion, what are the key components of trust building? So EQ, emotional intelligence, it definitely builds trust because you have, you're building a foundation to have trust, to invite trust in your relationship. So, you know, the empathy, the support, the self-esteem that you have to be able to tell the person. And that's a big thing. I can't tell you how I feel about you because, because I'm scared of you and I'm scared how you think of me. I don't trust you. <laughs> like, I don't trust you. I don't, but I'm in a relationship with you and that blows my mind. It's like, I can't tell you how I really feel about you because I don't trust how your your reaction is going to be because I know how it's going to be and I don't, I don't trust even when you say you're not going to get mad and I don't trust and you know they're going to get mad. So, the thing is, you have to have that self-esteem and tell that person, listen, this is how I really feel about things. You're not going to sugarcoat it because I can never trust anybody who ain't going to tell me the truth. Yeah. And they say, listen, Al, you're an a-hole when it comes to this situation and you got to chill. And they being totally honest. I say, you know what? Give me a reason. I want to listen. Give me an example. I want to listen. 
Ah, thank you. I'll work on it. You know what I'm saying? Because at least I know. I said, they're going to tell me the truth. Because yeah. if they can't tell you the truth, how are you going to build trust with somebody who don't tell you the truth? He will not talk to you. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. But yeah, so EQ builds it because you have EQ has the components to build that trust. To be able to say, you know what? This is how I feel. I want you to know how I feel. I want to be honest. And then the other person's like, because let's say both, both of you have EQ, a high level EQ. And that's, you can tell relationships like that. You can tell. Do you see them on TV? Go to Chick-fil-A like, yeah, I know my wife gets upset every time I don't go to get her anything from Chick-fil-A. You'll be like, you'll just play around and be like, I went to Chick-fil-A. Did you give me anything? And you don't say nothing. She's like, oh, you didn't? Oh, it's okay. I'll go out later. And then you bring her something back. And you're like, yeah, I got exactly what you wanted because I know how you feel. I know how you, you like, you know, your food, that number three with the large fry. I know. And the thing is that builds that trust because it's like that man gets me or that woman gets mm-hmm. me. And I trust them in situations because they keep showing up and they keep proving that they know who I am and they show the support. They're very empathetic. They have self-esteem about themselves because that's another thing. How can you trust somebody in your relationship? And because I know I've been talking about it, I've been beating the men up bad. <laughs> <laughs> But listen, uh, and, and the thing is that's not, I'm not trying to do that, not intentional. This is a, a, a woman's podcast. So, you know, I got to go for the ladies, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the thing is, how can I be a leader if I have low self-esteem? You think my lady going to stand behind me? She's not going to stand behind me at all. She's going to go and run and find another person who, who can lead. Because if I don't have self-esteem and, I, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to get this done. And I don't I feel good about myself and I'm insecure. I found out that y'all do not like a man who's, who's insecure no. at all. My face doesn't look right. This and that. I'm like, have you seen Beauty and the Beast? Have you? You have not seen Beauty. Go watch that movie. Go watch Beauty and the Beast. You ain't supposed to look, listen, you ain't got to be the prettiest. You don't have to be prettier than your woman. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you don't have to do that, but you have to be masculine and be a leader mm-hmm. and not toxic masculinity too. I'm not down with the toxic masculinity at all. I'm not down with it because it's crazy. In my opinion, it's crazy. But the thing is that the self-esteem, you have that when a man has that or when a woman has that, you know, we, we try to reassure you guys when you say, you know, am I pretty in this? Yes. Yes. Or they say, do you love me? Just like the, that, that Instagram reel when the little, when the daughter's like, dad, you love me? You love me? You love me? Like, we want to reassure you guys because we know how it is as women, as you know, for our ladies, we know how it is that y'all competition is crazy out there. Y'all like cats out there. Y'all look at somebody and say hi. And then y'all be like, did you see what she had on? That was from last year. <laughs> that is not up to date. <laughs> Did you see her makeup? I hear this. I'm, I tell my lady all the time, like, y'all are crazy, man. <laughs> but yeah, so that's how EQ can build trust because it builds the components. It, it has the components to invite trust in that relationship. And when you're when you have that intelligence, you can you can pick up on things that you that other people can't pick up on. If a wife comes through the door and she's tired, looking tired before she even say anything. You got husbands, go here. Let me take your shoes off. Let me take your coat off. Let me do this. Sit down, relax. Dinner's already done because I knew you were going to be this way because how you talked on the phone and then how, how you just came in, you had to say a word. That's emotional intelligence because you are picking up on things ahead of time. You are making an effort to have empathy and understand the other person. Yes. And I know some women are like, ah, man, where are those men at? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I try to tell my friends, oh, like, man. don't lose hope. They're out there. They might be a little bit more challenging to find or to meet, but they're out there. Don't settle. <laughs> tell them they're building. You got men right now that's trying to build because they got their heart broken. We all men get their heart broken at least 
three times or no two times. Uh, the first one is when they're younger. The second one is when they really get involved with somebody and think this is the person they're going to marry. And then sometimes the third time is when they try again, but they do not heal themselves and they go with the wrong person. So, you know, they, they fall into the same trap and being with the same woman or the same mindset the other woman had. And the thing is, they try to heal from that and they're building. So they're taking time out and they're working out. They're trying to eat healthy. And what happens is they try to become that high value man that you're looking after. But the thing is, a lot of women, they pass them up. And I'm being honest with you, a lot of high value men are the men that were passed up when they were at the bottom of the barrel. And I just want y'all to marinate on that because why do you think they passing up on a lot of other, the passing up on, on certain women and they're looking for a certain woman? Because they, they like, listen, I don't want the woman who passed me up. Now I'm going for high class. Same for the women. Yeah. You got the women, they were like, oh, I look this way and they changed their life around. They start focusing on their health. They get their education. Now they looking like a million bucks and more. And they're like, I don't want that man. I don't want Pookie and Ray Ray. I don't want them. I want a man who has a higher purpose, who makes good money, who can treat me right, who wants a family, who wants to do it. Because they were the women that the men who look like Usher or look like such and such passed up on. Now the person that looks like Usher looks like an old fart. <laughs> so that's the thing. So I just want y'all to realize that. That's why. So when you find a good man, listen, you think he ain't going to blow up one day and he's determined and he's being responsible? He is. So are women. Y'all, I see it every day. Women glow up. And the same woman that broke that man's heart is like, damn, I messed up. The same, the same man that passed up on that woman and broke her heart. Damn, I messed up. So Yeah, I think that's important. I even think about my parents. My mom met him right at the start of his building phase. Like he used to say, like, I had to work three jobs yeah. for this. You know, now he's like retired early and like he did what he needed to do. But like if she would have passed up because he was in his building phase, like her life would probably look a lot different. So I think that's a huge yeah, thing gonna, to make. Yeah. And just to go rogue a little bit too, do not listen to your friends if they talk negative of your relationship and you know you got a healthy relationship. Meaning if you got a good man or you got a good woman, do not let them talk you out of that relationship because they single. Please don't do that. Do not listen to your single friends. They're single. Some of them are not choosing to be single no matter what they tell you. Say, I'm choosing to be single. No, you're not. <laughs> you're not. Don't do that. Because if you got a good person, I see it all the time. It's like men are like, you with her? She she stayed home. She don't really do. She's a homebody. But yeah, but when she gets dressed up and out there and she becomes a social butterfly, you're like, whoa. And it's like, you know, she's she's a good person. You know, she's a beautiful person inside and out. And the thing is, you're going to listen to your boys and say, you know what? You should get with that girl. She like the girl from music videos. Oh. No. And then you got the ladies too. The ladies like, oh, he's this. He's boring. He's this and that. But he loves you. He shows up for you when they don't even show up for you. So-called friends don't even show up for you. You ask your friend, you you in a gym. Sorry, I can't be there. But yet you see a post. They had a party. Hashtag party time. And you're like, yo, I just, I just called you and I need help. But I'm there for you. The guy who they say is the bum or corny or whatever. He shows up for you. He's the one that he could have been doing everything else and spend time with his boys or family or whatever. He show up for you. So don't let your friends talk you out of a 
of, of the best thing that could happen for you. Yeah. Sierra showed us that corny guy is the way to go. Everyone wants to talk bad about Russell Wilson, but I mean, obviously he's in a different league, but still, but still the good guy, the one, like you said, who's treating you well, like that's who it's going to probably end up being the most fulfilling because the cute guy, the bad boy that everybody wants, that's going to come with the world of heartbreak. It usually does. Yeah. So do people with low EQ, do they have a hard time with forgiveness? Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes, they do. They can't reflect. They don't want to reflect. And they're self-aware. They just choose to not listen. It's kind of like, hey, remember when you yelled at me? Oh, oh, the game's on. Oh, this and that. Like, they'll go and try to avoid that. They'll try and do it. I see it all the time. You can see some of that in our our families, friends, even, like I said, in our relationships. If you are in a relationship and that person is like, I don't want to hear what you have to say. That was yesterday. Oh, just get over it. No, low, very low. Somebody who has high EQ, they want to fix problems. I tell my lady all the time, I say, listen, we're going to fix this tonight. Mm-hmm. I don't care what we got to do. I don't care if it takes three hours. I don't care if it's into the next. I don't care even if I have to take the next morning. We're going to fix it because life is too short. And people with high EQ know that. They're like, what's the point of arguing? We got other stuff to worry about. I don't want to see you unhappy. I don't want to see you sad. Let's fix this. So if it's one-sided, if they don't take accountability, if they, you know, yeah, they keep making excuses, if they have low empathy, oh my gosh, if they have low empathy, you could be crying your eyes out. Somebody, your dog could have died, you know what I'm saying? Or somebody close to you, but not close to them passed away. And they're just like, uh, you'll get over it. No, no. That's the person that's not for you. I've heard people and I've seen things like that. Wow. I Get away from them. Get away from them. If somebody has low EQ, let them build it up and then see what happens later. But don't waste your time with them. Don't. They away. <laughs> that. I'm telling you straight up. Yeah, that makes sense. So for people who are single and seeking a healthy relationship, can you provide insights on how we can start evaluating and maybe even building our own EQ to help us set a foundation for a healthy relationship? Yes. Before you get into any relationship, what you need to do is you need to make sure you have a healthy level of self-esteem and self-respect. Because let me tell you something. If you do not have that, you're going to go for anything that winks, says you look good, and they're and they're gonna trap you. They'll show you attention. They might buy you a little bit of things. And women do this too. They y'all, y'all do this too. Y'all bias. Y'all, hey, I see you like them Jordans. How'd you know? I heard you talking about them. Here you go. You like got him. <laughs> a guy. Hey, I, you like that purse? I heard you talking about that purse. And you look beautiful. Got her. And the thing is, if you don't know yourself, and as time goes on, that person is manipulating you. Yeah. Being harsh to you being abusive to you emotionally and physically. And women are abusive too, because I've seen it. I've seen it in person. Women all in the man's space. Women slapping him. And you know what they say? <laughs> this is crazy too. She only doing it because she loves me. She trying to make me toughen up. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, women too, y'all say, well, he wouldn't, if he didn't love me, he's he doing it because he loves me. See, and that's the thing. You got to have self-respect for yourself. Men and women, have self-respect for yourself before y'all get into any relationship. So when you're single, build that up. This is how you tell if you got a healthy level of self, self-esteem and self-respect. You can walk away. Somebody disrespecting you, like, look, I ain't got time for this. I'm going to walk away. Somebody disrespecting you and all types of stuff, negative stuff. They don't respect your boundaries. You got to walk away. Because the thing is, how many of us, I call it the electric fence. When you're in a toxic relationship, you keep trying to hold on. Like you're holding on. You can't get let go because your self-esteem is low. 
You feel like you can't get nobody better because the thing is you you don't have a good relationship with yourself. Yeah. Sometimes you need to take yourself out. Men or women, take yourself out. Yeah. Go to see that movie by yourself. You know what I'm saying? Go go out to a restaurant by yourself. Because if you can't do that at least one time in your life, that means you are going to have a hard time being alone. Mm-hmm. Hard time being alone. That means you're going to want to always be with somebody and you don't care what you got to do to be with somebody. I agree. Yeah. yeah. So get that self-respect, build, build that, build that self-esteem. Go get yourself right financially, spiritually, physically, mentally, and emotionally. Do it. Don't worry about running into the relationship. There's men and women out here for days. Yeah. Go get yourself together. And then you're going to attract, once you get yourself together and know your worth, you're going to attract the person that is for you and the person who don't want to use you. They want you to grow. They want to add value to your life and they want you to add value to them. They know their worth just as much as you do. So you need to find somebody like that. You don't want to know your worth and then somebody else knows your worth and they, they don't treat you like your worth. Yep. Yeah. It's I'm not trying to be funny, but it's like capitalism. It's like, yeah, I want to get all of you, but I'm just going to treat you the how I, the amount I think you deserve. Capitalism. And it's and, and you could do it. You can do it. They could do it. And they are. So you got to boss up men and women. They got to They got to boss up and they got to get their a healthy level of self-esteem and self-respect and have boundaries too. So have boundaries. Say, listen, this is what I'm not going to tolerate. I'm not going to tolerate somebody disrespecting me, abusing me. I want somebody who is going to communicate effectively. They're always going to be willing to learn. They're always going to be willing to grow. And they're always going to be willing to take accountability. Mm-hmm. So that's what I recommend. 100%. I love it. I was actually just talking to one of my friends about self-esteem because she was telling me about this date she was about to go on. And she was like, oh, mm-hmm. do you think guys really notice that much? If you like your self-esteem, I was like, yes, like they absolutely guys love confident women. Like I even think there's some women who maybe by society standards would be average, but they're so confident they could literally get almost anyone. So I just feel like, yeah, that is so huge. Yeah. And I'm saying y'all don't even have to women thinking they got to look like a million dollars. I've seen women who average looking women. No offense. I believe every woman is beautiful in their own way, but there's somebody always better looking than the next person. So the thing is, you don't have to look. It's your confidence. If a woman is a woman enhances herself, not with just makeup. Is who she is, her character. She walks in, she's feminine. She she walks in. That we want that. We will glide with you. We will be gliding. Like, who is that? You know what I'm saying? Like she she through the room. She's feminine. She is assertive, but she's respectful. You know, we got us melting like we chocolate. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you guys, like, like for real. And the thing is, she don't have to look, she doesn't have to be the most beautiful woman in the land. You know what I'm saying? It's just she knows who she is. And if I'm a man and know who I am, I want that because I can build with somebody like that. You know what I'm saying? And because y'all looking at us like, listen, I'm being honest, like, he's not cute, but he is confident and he does have some money. He can, he can, he can provide and he is a good listener. So I, I can work with that. He don't look like he don't look like Denzel in his prime <laughs> or Chris Brown, but he got he got enough. You know what I'm saying? Because it's the character, it's the confidence. Yeah, we listen, ladies, y'all, as long as y'all have character and y'all have class, I'm telling y'all, we will, we want that. Y'all will attract instead of track attracting pookies and rearies, y'all will attract men of stature and of good character and integrity. I'm telling you, you might still get those pookies and ray rays, but you'll know better. Yeah. <laughs> you can weed them out. <laughs> 
Yeah. All right, Al. I've loved this conversation. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can we find you to learn more about your work? And can you tell us what services you offer and also your book and all of that? Yeah. So on TikTok a little bit and Instagram, my link trees on my Instagram, but yes, you can, you can follow me at learning you and others. That is the handle on Instagram. And from there, that's where I'm, I'm, I'm mainly on. And you guys can DM me. You can ask me questions of my book, uh, how to build self-esteem and uh, my services, which I'm doing for free right now. I'm doing for free. Um, And then when we we start talking about packages, as far as getting you right, like one month packages, two month packages, that's when we will discuss different things. That's when we start charging. That's when I start charging because I'm all about results. I'm all about helping people and there's nothing more of doing something I love and getting paid for it, but also changing somebody else's life. Yeah. And I don't want y'all to keep coming back to me. I don't want you. I don't want to be a therapist. I'm a coach. So the thing is, I'm supposed to make sure that, yo, you got to get to this point. So what I do is I we have an assessment and I see where you lack at and where you need to work on, what area you need to work on. And I will build a plan for you. If you don't want a plan, well, right now I'm just doing I'm, everything is free for right now because I'm, I mean that. Like, I, I stand on that. I want to help people for right now. Uh, and, and I always have this free service. It's a free 20 minutes. You want to get something off your chest, talk to me about it so I can help you manage your emotions or a situation with somebody else. So you can start to build your EQ. And yeah, so that's 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 pretty much where you can find me. Uh, more stuff is on the way. I'm actually about to get back into podcasting myself. Oh, cool. So that's, that's what I want to do. So a lot of people don't don't know, but yes, I do have a a success coaching certification as well. I had to learn that too. So that was at that time. So I do have that under my belt. I don't tell a lot of people that, but I just know, I know a lot about getting closer to your goals and things like that. And that actually helps with helping other people build EQ and become successful by becoming a whole different person Mm. and becoming more aware and more emotionally intelligent. So it's, it's definitely it's definitely dope. I love that. Again, thank you for coming on. I'll link your Instagram in the show notes. And yeah, thanks, Al. Oh, you're welcome. It was a blessing to be on here. Uh, and uh, I hope to definitely come back again. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode. If you really loved the episode and you felt like it resonated with you, be sure to share the love and share the episode with a friend. Also, if you could take a minute and head to the review section wherever you listen to your podcast and leave me a review, letting me know what you're loving about these episodes and which topics you want to hear next. That way, I can make sure that I continue creating episodes that you love. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode. Until next week, bye, Grown Girl Gang.